Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. We're your host, Carl Keller, and the birthday boy himself. Boys, boys, birthday boys. Boys. I guess that's both of us today. Yep. Matt, yeah. We're here for you, and we're going to kind of talk about our anniversary. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, buddy, how's it, how's it feel to be partnered, have, have, Two partners, your wife and me. <laughs> it's hard to believe a hard year. Hard to huh? believe a year. Hard to believe a year. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, 52 episodes. It's just, um, truly I thought amazing. it was going to be like five, honestly. Really did. Thought we'd do a few um, and just kind of see if there was any interest in it and eventually we wouldn't be able to have time and you know we just wouldn't be able to make it uh well make it work I, but kind of um interaction and response you were going to get from the people that were listening were they engaging were they not and so i i was kind of hoping that uh, we would get at least 20 25 um and you know and then kind of evaluate but it We've had steady growth. Uh, we've had a lot of questions. Some of them have been repeat. Um, that if once they listen to some of the other episodes, they would kind of get some of their answers. But it's just truly been amazing that we've hit the one year mark and still going strong. There's some things that we wanted to do we didn't get done. Mm -hmm. You know, we have we still haven't gotten our premium uh, channel up and running to where we want yet. So one of the things that we, in, in our celebration of our first year, uh, one year anniversary of this show, is we're launching the premium podcast next week. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So you ask, what is the premium podcast? <laughs> A great question. What is the what premium? What is the premium podcast? And what, what does it entail? The premium podcast, a good question, Carl. Wonderful question. Well, let me answer that. That's why I'm your host. That's why you're host. And by the way, Carl, is, is his computer had a complete meltdown today. So he is so dedicated that he is backed up against a wall with a phone, <laughs> dialing in over a mobile phone to be here with us. He said, Matt, why don't you just go solo on it? I was like, come on now. One year, I'm not going to fly solo on this one. So we apologize in advance if the audio isn't the best. Audio is not going to be the best, uh, but that's okay. Yep. So the premium podcast, can we talk about the premium podcast? Let's talk about the premium podcast. <laughs> so we, one thing we've been doing is doing interviews with other with guests, not just Carl and me, but actually outside people. We've been having them come on the show and interviewing them. Um, and turn that off. Sorry, phone is ringing. Terrible of me not to put it on airplane mode. Um, we've been doing some interviews. I've been doing some interviews um, with some special guests, and those we're kind of stockpiling them and going to release them on a metered basis via the premium channel. So there's going to be two ways for you to get the podcast. The, the way that you're doing it now, which is totally free, no cost, because our mission here is to provide you with uh, premium content for our community, professionals working in high stress, high liability industries, predominantly pilots, but we've got other, uh, you know, we have a lot of physicians and, and, and attorneys and business people and some police and, um, 
uh, first responders, first responders uh, firefighters, all you know, we get we have people listening, which is so cool. Uh, it's geared more toward the pilots because that's what Carl and I are. We don't want to talk about things that are outside of our level of expertise. Um, so we end up using a lot of aviation just because that's what we're familiar with. But it applies across uh, occupations, I think. I think it's very applicable. And we've been given that feedback, which is fantastic. We love building that community. And so we're, we're for everybody that can relate to what we're talking about. Um, but our mission is to provide this content at no cost to you. And we are committed to continuing to do that. Um, the premium channel will have the full interviews that we feature uh, with the people that we've interviewed. You're going to get some of the interview on the free channel. You'll probably get the first 20 or 30 minutes of it. And then if you want to be able to listen to the whole thing, you can subscribe to the premium channel. Secondly, what the premium channel has is you, you probably noticed on the... the the podcast as it's as it's been presented to you there's no show notes there's no transcripts there's there's very little it's just the the description and you listen to the podcast and for some of you that's totally fine you're good with that the premium is going to have because there's been a request uh it's going to have notes uh links of things that we talk about in the episode there'll be some links below that you can click to it's kind of like your your bibliography, if you will. That's what show notes are. And then the full transcripts of each episode. Some people like to read um, content. They don't want to necessarily have to listen to it. They want to be able to go back and, you know, like spend some time digesting what we talked about. And so we're going to have full transcripts available. Lift Effect is, uh, as you probably noticed, we are starting to run some advertisements internally, meaning V1 Project. Lift effect and and lift effect, uh, and we probably will start running some external ads as well. Part of the reason is that the podcast is actually quite expensive to maintain and to to put out, and we want to be able to invest some resources into being able to provide you even better content and better resources. And so that's why we're going to start shifting a bit more toward ads. It's not going to be obnoxious. I'm not going to advertise dog food, okay? That's that's not it's going to be things that we can stand behind and that we have experience with. So, it's I'm not going to whore myself out and just to get anybody to say, "Hey, we'll, you know, and honestly guys, the ads doesn't pay as much as you probably think it does. But it's to be able to continue to develop the podcast and create more premium content. If you don't want to listen to ads, the premium channel isn't going to have any of them. If you don't mind listening to ads, then the free free channel is going to have the ads on there. And there's going to be some other benefits too that the premium channel will will offer. The cost is 10 bucks a month. It's subscription. It's month to month. It's going to have its own feed. Um, but again, this free version is going to be there for you as well. So each episode is going to be on the premium uh, channel and on the free channel. The premium channel just doesn't have ads. It's going to have show notes. It's going to have full transcripts of all the episodes and some other benefits that are in the works. Um, and what else about that? What else can we say about that? And the full interviews will be featured on the premium. You're going to get snippets of the, the interviews on the, the free version. Secondly, if you have questions... We're only going to take questions from uh, the premium feed. We're not going to take questions from the the uh, the free one. So if you want to ask questions and get them directly answered, we won't mention your name unless you say, please mention my name. That's fine. We can do that. Um, you're going to have to be a premium uh, subscriber to be able to submit the questions. It's just to manage the amount of workload for us. That's why we've, we've done it that way. There'll also be book reviews. There'll be book reviews as well. That's correct. And there's some other stuff that I'm forgetting here, but please believe me when I tell you the book reviews are are worth the investment in it of itself because of all of you have no idea how much of a a book rat Matt really is. He just reads and reads and reads and and he takes incredibly detailed notes. So when he does a book review, it's not a superficial thing. It's an in-depth uh, deep dive it's it's literally 
um, almost like some of those audio book clubs where he goes in depth and gives you the meat um, without you having to feel like you have to s slog through an entire book right. to get it. Nobody's got time it's for that. It. Yeah, exactly. I try to make it so you don't have to go read the book. Look, you know, you just get the you get the best the best of it either. So yeah, we'll have book reviews and um, and there's just a host of other premium features that we're going to continue to develop. And again, it's to get, we want to get some financial support so that we can be able to, I mean, I have to hire somebody to do a lot of the, uh, the you know, doing the transcribing and you got to go through and, and edit that because it's not perfect and creating the show notes and it, it gets expensive um, to do it. And it's very, very time consuming. So we want to be able to generate a little bit of revenue so we can continue to just put out awesome stuff for all of you that's the that's the goal we of the premium is and uh, and make it and grow it and uh, ultimately would turn this into a community yes where people can use this as a real resource uh whenever they need to go somewhere to find something when it comes to the mental health and mental skills it's here yes there is so much it's amazing and all the things we've done in the last year we've Vert, we really haven't done much more than scratch the surface. Yes. There's so much in-depth. I mean, some of the things that, that Matt has talked about, they could be multi-episode um, podcasts in of each of one of those subjects. Um, and I can tell you right now, and not be bored when you listen to them, because there's just so much stuff there. The, the mind is just an amazing, incredible machine that... Uh, no matter what you do, I don't care whether you're a housewife, stay-at-home dad, an engineer, a lawyer, a pilot, a doctor, it doesn't make a difference. These are all things that can help you enrich your life and um, allow you to achieve the best version of yourself. And that's, a, that's a, uh, a, a, uh, an expression that we use within the V1 community, and it, it applies to everybody. And um, it's it just, it's what you want to get out of it. If you don't want much and don't expect much, then you won't get much. But there's, there's so much here. Um, I cannot believe over the last year how much I've learned. And Me too. I've learned enough to know that I've learned very much. Me too. It's interesting. I was looking through, you know, we were thinking about what we were going to talk about today. And I don't, you know, I thought we should just really talk about what we've done, where we've been, and really what I've learned um, I've learned just so much from from doing this, learning where people's heads are at and what resonates and you know what what people find value and what they don't. And I don't look so much at the analytics um, of of the listenership, but I've I've started to look at it, and it's very interesting, like what has connected and what is what is not. You know, where are people spending their time? And it's kind of crazy. Some of the analytics you can get, you know, tells you where. It doesn't tell you, obviously there's no identifying data about who listens, but it's very general, you know, like when do they listen and what countries are they in and and um, how long do they listen for? And it's very interesting. That's there's been some... Right how long. What's that? I said, that's a key metric. How long do they yeah. listen? If it's not something that engages them, they'll, they'll click they'll off. Click off. So. Yeah. And for the most part, um, people listen all the way through, which is... Surpri I mean, surprising to me. I would think people would get, you know, some people might just be like, ah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I'm not interested in that. That doesn't really apply to me. But I think maybe it's just, it says a lot about the curiosity of our people that listen to this podcast. I think they're quite curious people and there's a willingness and a desire to learn, um, which I'm just very impressed, impressed by. I can say that when we started this matt actually had some reservations in the fact of uh, not because of the knowledge of the of the information that he was going to um share but the presentation and i told him i said he's in a, you're there you're very engaging and you're very relatable people you don't talk above people's heads mm. you talk well, it's because I'm not above their head, <laughs> you yeah. know, but <laughs> you know, some of this stuff is very technical mm -hmm. and very in depth, but you talk about it at a level where I believe people 
can relate and understand and grasp how how this can apply to them and and that's what makes this i think such a uh, this podcast work because people can go i they they actually can see themselves in some of the in a lot of you know depending on what the issue is they can go that relates to me i can understand that versus going you know some people are so smart that when they talk you have no idea what they just said you're you're very very smart but you talk about it at a level where people can actually they're they're usable chunks of information and um and i'm uh, you know i still remember how challenging it was to get you to start this podcast yeah i really didn't want to i i was i had very hesitant about about doing it for a bunch of different reasons um you know one is i thought well who the hell am i to you know sit up here as a talking head like you know i don't whatever you know it's like i'm not somebody that i'm just a, a punk rock kid it you know that somehow stumbled into most of this stuff most of my life uh, time growing up i didn't feel that i had much to offer um uh outside of rebelliousness um you know academically i i don't think i really learned how to actually learn something really truly learn until honestly i was probably in my early 30s um i could get through i i knew how to like memorize you know i could memorize stuff really quickly and uh but i i never really felt like i had an integrated knowledge of of things i didn't really have a curiosity that i felt connected to and so the the point is is i think i still carry some of these um self-image you know propensities toward well what the hell do i know you know who gives a shit what i think it doesn't it doesn't matter what i think and so i was very uncomfortable with the idea of sitting up here talking uh about things like i'm any sort of authority on on these things i don't view it that way i just that's not really how i view myself and i i was very hesitant about doing that because I, I didn't want it to come across or you know um yeah come, come across like i like like a, some kind of know-it-all i'm very convicted in my I, I have a lot of conviction and a lot of passion um i've always had that uh probably too much so and i can you know i i can sometimes come on like a freight train and i and i'm very self-aware of that and and it's like i just didn't want that to be this i didn't want that to be like a freight train of some guy just up there talking thinking like he knows stuff so that was the big issue a big concern a second concern i had um is I didn't want people to take this stuff and abuse it, right? So, like when we're I'm very, very careful about talking about mental health issues, like depression and anxiety and and you know um, pathological conditions, because I don't want people trying to diagnose themselves or others. I don't know if we've done a good job of that or not. I, I haven't really, you know, it's just been in the the four kind of the the. The, the background of my mind of like, you know, you got to be really careful with, with what you tell people because you don't want them to, to kind of run in the wrong direction with a little bit of information, you know, a little bit of information could be dangerous sometimes. And so I've wanted this to really be something that people can just gives them a chance to stop, to think, to be able to reflect, maybe a couple things they can try out to see if it improves their mental health their how they feel their their life their their ability to perform just like little tools you know to do not something to devastate them or or freak them out or <laughs> i don't you know what i mean carl does that I mean yeah yeah you know i, I want to just say a couple things based on what you just said one is you talk about you don't you know you haven't looked at yourself as an authority per se as to who do you think you are to say, think that just um, but look at who you, the circle you run in, uh, when I say that, as far as who you deal with, you, you've talked to the, the head of the FAA, you know, flight surgeon, then, uh, who just called you this past week based on last week's, I'm episode. not going to say, but yeah, uh, um, 
look, I'm the dumbest guy in the room. Okay. And I like I make sure that I'm the dumbest guy in the room. That's I've I've worked my whole life at making sure that I'm the stupidest guy in the room. And I, you know, I, I do get uh and so but for don't think for a second I feel like, you know, I, I'm at that level or or whatever. I, I think they I th- I think they view my opinion um as important probably because um I have experience working with a population they know very little about they don't know anything i i I, you know like i remember one particular uh researcher said you know man you you run this underground clinic (laughs) and i'm like well it's not underground because it's publicly advertised (laughs) and you know it's but it's but in you know in terms of like stigmatization it's it's underground and pilots do tr- i i feel that they do trust lift effect because we're them but the, the, the i guess the point i'm trying to make is regardless of how you view yourself i can tell you within the industry you are viewed as a SME, a subject matter expert with a lot of life experiences with it because you've walked the walk yeah. you're able to talk the talk because you went and got yourself the education to sit there and, and address what you saw as a huge shortcoming along with something you actually found very interesting and enjoyed. Yeah. The second thing that I wanted to say is, you're right, could somebody abuse what, what, what we say or what you said? There's, I don't care what profession, what industry, what, what skill people are talking about, there's always that potential. You can never zero that out. But what I do think is that the information you provide allows people to be more educated and understanding and give those people the understanding that, hey, maybe I do need to go get help and it's okay to get help or, and, or, hey, this is just a normal thing. I, I, I'm just having, you know, uh, you know, having a, a little bit of anxiety is not a life threatening condition as an example. Depending on what the situation is, sometimes it's not a bad thing. And then you can power through it. You're giving people tools, life tools. So in that regards, I think that the benefit that you have provided um, on this podcast, and I say you because I'm just a, a sidekick, I, I always say that you're probably the worst mistake you made was having me along well, that's because nonsense, you're the man, expert. But, uh, what, I know you say so, that, but that's absurd. But um, you're, you have provided a service that you tell me where else they can go to get it, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, then I'll shut up, because I don't know of any place. Um, definitely not to this level, and definitely not for aviation professionals in specific. For, for, yeah, it's a, pers- a, it's, a, it's a focused perspective, for sure, that, that, that we offer, and some find it useful, some don't. But. I'm glad that you finally... We're willing to give it a shot. And it's, um, you know, I think it's the leg. Where this is going to go has just, it hasn't even really totally, totally and truly been defined yet. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, where do you think, the, and, and this is talking now only about the free, the, the, the current podcast. Where do you see the current podcast going? Do you have any thoughts? Mm. You know, do you like the format that we're doing? Do you, do you want to change it? Do you want it to be a little bit more formalized? What, what do you, where do you see it going? You know, and, the, and, and you d- weren't asked this question before, so you're having to, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, uh, and I kind of like riding the balance of spontaneity versus uh, structured, you know. I mean, you don't want it to be um, so unstructured that it's like, you know, a waste of time. But I like the spontaneity of, that, that's, facilitates creativity because i think sometimes when you you know if you put the guardrails up too much you don't go into parts unknown and i like the sort of the rabbit holes i think it it opens up oh my gosh there's new questions here there's there's you know here's a new place to kind of go that we didn't necessarily think of so that part is really important to me that it's not not scripted it allows your passion yeah you're very passionate about the, so many of these different subjects and when you start getting like you say going down that rabbit hole it really shines through because 
you really get into that moment. It's it it really is a very. Uh, this isn't an analytical. You know, like you're reading from a book. No, you're 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 immersed. One of the gifts that you have, where people can go, wow, this is not just cut and dry. It's not very dry subject. It's alive. So, yeah, I, I think, and maybe you know, it's. I mean, it's funny. Like I was. Um, I'm going to go give a talk next week and they, uh, I was surprised that they wanted me to come back and do another keynote. And I was like, okay, like, there's so many other smart, really smarter people you could get to, 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 to do this. And w one of the things they said is, yeah, but we kind of like, cause we don't really know what's going to happen when you, when you show up because I'm like, yeah, cause I don't really know what's going to happen. I, I don't mind spontaneity i think it's i think it's really important for creativity and and some i think that connects with some people maybe other people it doesn't you know i'm for some i'm not for everybody that's okay so i think that the spontaneity is really important to me that there's and there's the freedom to kind of do that now with that said one of the things i think that we need to probably do based on um suggestion and request and feedback and you know just what i've gathered is some focused uh workshopping around people want to know about mental health problems <laughs> let's just say it that way they want to know about depression they want to know about psychotic uh, psych or schizophrenia psychosis and uh bipolarism and um obsessive compulsive and eating disorders and those things there's been this like constant and i've avoided it i've just been like yeah you know we'll just yeah someday we'll do that well i think that there's a people want to know about it so i think some focused uh discussions around that is probably it's probably time because our audience is curious you know they're curious they want to know so I think we're going to start doing some of that. I think some of the two, three, four, five-part series deep dives around certain things, it's it's probably time to take it to that level. Because like you said, we've sort of scratched the surface. And I think you've gotten a chance to know Carl and I and kind of how how we we work. And so now I'm not afraid to go a little deeper now on some of this and if you get bored you don't like it then that's fine you don't have to you don't have to listen to that um but i i think some people want that and there's you know repeat questions that i have not addressed yet which is probably making people think i'm ignoring them um but i i think it's probably time to do some focused deep dives into clinical syndromes and and things like that that's that's one two is obviously the subscriber feed is going to have interviews and I think being able to bring on outside people to um, now, some people are going to say, is it who's interviewing? I've just, as of now, I've just been doing the interviews, not having Carl and I. Part of that is because I'm trying to figure out like how that looks and feels and flows of being able to kind of wear a different hat of being like, okay, I'm going to really focus on powerful questions um, to get the other subject, you know, a subject matter from the outside expert or just somebody with experience or a unique perspective to really kind of showcase them. And so I'm training myself on, I mean, I ask questions for a living, right? As a therapist and as a coach, but in a podcast format, that's a new skill for me to learn. So I'm trying to give myself enough time to do that before you know, the, the Carl is added into that. If, if we're going to do that, you know, I, I think it's just, I'm kind of learning how that feels and just being able to sort of focus that. So I think there's a huge place for that. And I really want to see where that goes in terms of uh, uh, our listener um, feedback and engagement, if they find that useful and and what, what we get out of that. And maybe that'll put us into formats or, or uh, things that we aren't even aware of yet. I'm a hundred percent. And I, that's why I've, I've, I've known all along. I'm not the subject matter expert. I'm this delay person. And, and sometimes I ask questions that probably are not the most, um, eloquently. Well, it's not put, about eloquence, but man. But 
Yeah. So this isn't what I do for a living. I've, I've, it's a very interesting and fascinating field. Um, it, and, and just as an aside, I think you've mentioned it before. What does it take to go from where I'm at to where you are, time-wise? Just to give an idea of what it takes to get to where you are. And I'm not saying all additional years, but to be where you're able to exercise your skill as a professional. Well, I don't, so I've never even thought of that question, man. You've got, you've just de-pantsed me. Um, (laughs) And that's not a pretty sight, ladies It's not a pretty sight, baby. Baby, it's a bad sight. Don't turn away. Everybody turn away. God, he's sitting. (laughs) Okay, good thing. Good thing it's just a camera of the the, yeah. the the chest up. All right. So I here's what I know. I mean, I can just tell you what I don't know. As I've said to people, even when I coach them, like don't don't do as I say, just do as I've done. If you want to be able to like like from entrepreneurship and stuff like that. So he, my journey has been started with human factors and studying human factors. It's say and particularly safety and human factors in aviation. I went and got a graduate degree in that. And that took a couple of uh, three years because three years, I you know, was working full-time and doing that. Then I worked in that realm um, as a director of safety um, and then within the safety departments and looking at FOQA and, and you know, all the different types of, of that you know what what sms is basically safety management systems that's what we use in aviation and held kind of different roles within that and when you think about human factors you have the machine you have the person you have the environment and those all overlap and where those intersect is what human factors is how do people relate to machines and relate to environments and how do machines relate to people into environments? How do environments relate to people into machines? And it's this sort of this interaction of that. I really liked the people part. <laughs> the machines, it's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, I, the, the engineer guys liked the machines. I'm not an engineer. You know, I, I'm the humanities guy. <laughs> I'm not the, the mathematics. You know, I've got the mathematics training in the science, the hard sciences, but that's not, I'm not an engineer's mind, you know, it's not, that's not kind of my brain. I'm more of the, the, uh, it's the, you know, the humanities piece. So I loved the, the way thinking about the, the person and, and quite frankly, the only machine I was interested in was the brain, um, of the person. And so, but I learned a ton in graduate school and I learned a ton in working in that human factors safety kind of role. But I realized I, I I really liked the human piece. So I sort of got pushed into the support programs that the airlines offer, which is HIMS, which is for alcohol and drug issues, um, critical incident response or CISM, critical incident stress management, professional standards, and then these new mental health uh programs but you know like at my airline they didn't have the mental health program it was not like the the wingman or the soar or the pan it was pre that i mean the only airline that had it was american which was wingman which was started by a guy named charlie carreri but so but but i and so this mental health thing was kind of like i was doing that on the side um now but before we get to that I really liked the human piece and I really liked the instructing piece and looking at where were they kind of get psychologically, where were people going off the rails? And I was coaching people through some of this and even like people with a lot of fear and um, sort of phobic responses. I I was really interested in that and I kind of knew how to work with them from a coaching perspective, an instructor perspective, but I knew I didn't have the training from a psychological perspective i knew i didn't have the training to be able to really like go there with them i could only kind of work at the surface level in the performance sphere but i wanted to get into the healing sphere so i was like okay i need to go get the training and i had psych undergrad and i take a lot of psych class i read a ton of books on psych but i was not a a trained clinician so i said all right i'm gonna do this and i i ended up going and, and doing a uh 
degree in counseling and clinical psychology, a graduate degree. That gave me the training and it gave me the um uh the the position to be able to work as to get clinical licensure, state licensure as a clinician. How long was that? So it was a year of uh, graduate level prerequisites that I had to take. Then I applied to the program, got into the program. I did a two-year program. They wanted me to continue and do the doctoral program. I chose not to. I walked away from a fully funded doc program because I wanted to get back to the airlines. I wanted to fly. Maybe that was a stupid move. I have no idea. And, and, and I didn't want to do research. I wanted to be a clinician. I wanted to be do the treatment. I want to be in clinic. So I did two years of that. I opted not for the doc program. And then I said, okay, I'm going to go do the licensure. So to get licensed, I had to get a, a um, basically a training license, which means I can practice, but only under the supervision of a fully licensed uh, person. And so I had to do that. And then I had to do 3,000 hours of direct contact patient uh, interaction. And I had to do several hundred hours of supervision with uh, licensed uh, clinical supervisors. So that, and you can't do that in less than two years. That's the fastest you're allowed to do it post, post uh, degree. So I started working and I did outpatient community mental health, private practice under supervision of my clinical supervisors. Um, and I, I did that for four years to be able to get those 3,000 hours because I was also working full-time. And so four years of basically practicum. Well, and in grad school, you got to do a year of practicum. So you're working full-time in clinic and you're doing basically at night and then you're doing classes all day. It's grueling. Uh, and I was still um, uh, flying, um, not full-time, was able to get the time off, but still had to be current and you know do that stuff. But then after you graduate, it was so basically four years of post-graduate uh, practicum work, and then I was able to sit for my boards and become fully licensed. So I don't know. So, okay, human factors was three years, probably three, four years of working in human factors, uh, a year of uh, a year and a half of prerequisites, two years of graduate school, four years of post, uh, post-master's uh, work. Then full licensure. So what does that add up to? I don't know. Uh, the better part of fifteen. Yeah, fifteen years. years, and then and then fully in practice. Um, you know, about probably about seventeen thousand hours of direct, um, face to face, either psychotherapy, mental skills coaching, or executive coaching. Um, the whole reason yeah. I brought uh, wanted you to go through that is for people to realize what kind of experience you're bringing to the table when you provide your insights and your knowledge. I mean, this is not fly by the night or new, uh, someone that's, you know, has little experience. I mean, you're bringing a lot of knowledge to the table and, and I'm going to be very frank. And I mean, I hope I don't offend anybody out there, but, and you're getting this all for free. You know, this is, uh, this is stuff that, you could go to places and pay a lot of money to get. Now, yes, it's not specific to you as an individual, but so much of this applies to you as an individual because it's just being human. It's just part of being part of mankind. So yeah, it's, there's there's so much there, and um, and, and that's it, this is not, and and that's why it's so hard because look at that, you know, yeah, did people have to do human factors? Probably not, you know, but it gave you some insight into things that without it, do you, where do you think you'd have been without the human factors piece? Would you've gone into this? No or way. Would you feel no. like and, and from the, the coaching perspective, like the, the mental skills perspective, like I think it's really understanding like training and simulators and environment and machine and, and, and all of those sort of nuances. I think it would be really hard to provide the mental skills coaching without some level of, and certainly the, and the, I, one thing I didn't mention is all the flight ratings. I mean, we've all gone through that. Um, that's, you know, private instrument commercial, CFI, CFII, MEI, ATP single, ATP multi type ratings. 
uh, FOI, AGI, IGI. I mean, that's how many ratings is that? I mean, that's, you know, and, and as pilots, I mean, we all can relate to that. So it's just a, it's, it's a, co I get people calling me all the time, pilots saying, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, dude, awesome. <laughs> like, that's great. You should do it. I mean, I, and, and then when they go, well, what does it take? what's required and i tell them they're like well shit i'm not going to do that that's terrible that's hard and it's <sighs> even if they want you got to do it because you love it you got to do it i would i would do this whether i was paid or not and i think most pilots feel that way about flying they would do i mean yeah we we moan and complain and say we're not paid enough and you get to that point but like but look let's not kid ourselves you are doing this because you can't imagine doing anything else. And I cannot imagine doing anything else. I would do this, and I did do this for free. When I graduated from grad school, I was treating pilots, mainly regional pilots, and they didn't have any money. And they were coming into my office in downtown Denver at night, we would go straight or we would meet at the airport because I was flying and I'd be, get offline. We'd go just sit in a crew lounge somewhere or whatever. And I wasn't even charging them because they didn't have any money. And, and I was like, you know, I just look, I, I can't not do this. You know, and even if somebody wants to do it, how many people got accepted to that program when you applied? The, it's pretty small. Yeah, I mean, there's like uh, 15 people out of uh 500 applicants or something like that you know so it, even if you want to do it it's a very challenging and um uh difficult program to even can i can i tell you a story about that how i got in because when i first applied they were like yeah there's no way you're getting in here like that's just not you know and i went to the the number one school in the country um in terms of funding and endowment and ranked number one uh for the for the counseling psych piece counseling clinical psych um I, I went, so I went to this open house for the program and they're kind of talking about students and I'm, you know, I'm in my like, you know, early thirties at the time. So I'm older and all these other kids are in there. They're like 24, 23. They've done undergrads at Stanford and Harvard and all this crazy stuff. And they worked in research labs and they were protégés of some students. So they were just like, you know, that's what they knew they wanted to do from freshman year. They were on that track. They either medical school or psych, you know, psych, clinical psychology or whatever. And so they're just like, you know, great GRE scores. And, and they've got they did the psych subtest of the GRE, and and they're just like. And so I got to this open house, and they're like, "And who are you?" You know, and I'm like, and they're like, "Man." this is you're really interesting i mean that's amazing and of course they want to talk about airlines and planes and they're so impressed with the but but they're like but look look dude you're like you don't have a chance of getting into this program i mean you just don't have a prayer um and i said okay that that's cool that's fine i'm used to getting thrown out of rooms trust me it's happened my whole life they're like yeah, yeah that that guy's not getting in here we're not at the bar now <laughs> what's that <laughs> Not talking about a no, bar no, no, now. yeah. But I mean, I'm like, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been rejected from everything. I mean, many times. Um, and so, okay, so I, I said, okay, well, that, that's fine. Well, here's what I want to do, and I knew I didn't have the prerequisites done, completed. So I said, can I enroll as a non-matriculated, non-degree special student and take? And they said, well, you can only take these two classes. It was. Um, theories of counseling and one other class i can't remember what it was it was one other basic graduate level class uh but a prerequisite everybody has to take it it's kind of a drag and they said we will allow you to take these these two classes as a special student but you're not in the program it, that's it once you're done with these that's it so i said okay so i enrolled in the classes it was the fall semester and so i just took these classes and i got to know the, the cohort, the incoming cohort of accepted students in the program, doc students and master's students, there's about 17 of them. And most importantly, I got to know the, the instructors. 
And I, I ripped into that class, man. I just went all in, like I was getting a type rating. And one of the things, I'll tell you this, as pilots, we know how to delve in hard when it matters. We know how to drink from a fire hose and how to just, just study, 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 study. Most people do not know how to do that. They're not used to that. So I took the class and I devoured the material. I was just, I lived in the lab. I did not, I, I ate, slept, breathed, pooped, psych, theories. I just worked so hard. And both of these instructors, it was uh, Dr. Teresa Bear. She's a, I owe her everything. And, and Carissa, Dr. Carissa Lotto. They're still friends of mine. And they both said, dude, do you want to come into the program? You should be in this program. Uh, can I write a letter of recommendation for you to, to be in this program? I said, yeah, that would be wonderful. And they were tenured professors. I mean, there's only probably 10 of them in the whole department. And I got two of them to write me letters of recommendation. And I had to go take the GRE. And so I went and did the GRE and I studied like hell for that, got that over with. But the only reason I got into that program was because I had two faculty members, tenured faculty members saying, this guy should be in the program. If it wasn't for that, I would have never... like. Going in the front door is the dumbest way to get, if you can't, if you don't meet the standards, you know, you're not going to get in. And I wasn't going to get in. I, this is the, you don't have a prayer to get into this program. It's just a, listen, you're a really interesting dude. And I appreciate you being here, but you're not, you're not going to be in here at the program. You can't, you know, this is, we have 300, 400 applicants for, for, you know, 15 spots. You're not competitive. So I went in through the back door. I just said, let me just, just let me go in and show you my level of interest and commitment to this. And I just outworked everybody in those classes. They were smarter than I was in this stuff. They had all sorts of experience and all this, but I was like, I'm just going to outwork this shit. I'm going to like go all in on this and just drink from a fire hose and learn everything I can and read everything I can. And luckily I can read fast and I can comprehend. So that probably helped. But like I, I was, I had no chance of getting in, and that's how I, I was able to get to get in. So I'm kind of like, look, if a if a dumbass like me can get in, anybody can get in. Anybody can do this. You have to want this though. You've got to be like, I, 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 I can't do anything. I can't help but do that. You know, kind of probably how a lot of us feel about flying, or a lot of our doctors feel about about healing and, and practicing. They're, they're, you know, their medicine or lawyers. I mean, I have some attorneys that just, they get into the court and it's like, that is their, their art. That's where they come alive. Like that's where they thrive. They can't imagine doing anything but litigating in a courtroom. And so they just can't help themselves. And so I, I think in terms of like being able to, for, yeah, there's all the training and all the years of that. And you need that. But in some respects, that's just serving your time, right? It's like getting your flight ratings, just whatever. You do it, you know how to do it. But I think the secret is to really want it, like badly, badly. That's the key. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is who Matt McNeil is. For better or for worse. We weren't quite sure what we were going to talk about today. Yeah, <laughs> But it kind of went a little bit of all the places. But I thought bringing it around to Matt was important because he is the whole reason for this show as far as being able to be the source of knowledge and uh, credibility and integrity, uh, which is something you're going to hear more of going forward, the word integrity. But um, I just felt like people needed to know a little bit more or at least be re, uh, uh, revisited because I think we've talked a little about a couple of these pieces. Yeah, and I, I try so, to keep myself out of this stuff because it's the show, you know, it's about you. It's not about us. It's about you, the listener. Um, true, you were sneaky, but, man. Uh, I don't know how you got me to talk about that. That's funny. Well, the thing is, <sighs> some people, sometimes you need to know who it is that's sharing their knowledge. Because if you don't know anything about them, there are a lot of charlatans out there that talk a good game, but don't really don't have the creds to, to back it up. And it's important for people to know who it is that's sharing this knowledge, 
you know, and, and how, what it took to get where you got and the experiences that, that formed you. So I, I think it is important. You're right. It doesn't mean that you, you have to, to brag about yourself, but just to show people, you do know what you're talking about. And here's where you got your, your, your experiences. Yeah. It's, um, and can I just, I want to talk about this for a second. Um, sure. I just want to share a little bit since, okay, I'm, I'm sharing, I'm going to share. Like, the amount of shit that I've had to endure <laughs> to do this um, because of the, what we're doing, what Lift Effect is about, who we, we service and, and, and provide for, there was so much resistance uh, in the beginning. Because pilots are so underground. I've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm not going to get into all that. But like, and it is it is constant. The, 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 the firing squad is always there. Um, and there's always, and I'll tell you this, whenever you're doing something um, that really matters, there is somebody out there that's going to trash you. They're going to trash you. There's nothing you can do that they're going to think is good. They're going to tell you everything you do is shit and that you're, you know, you're a, a public enemy number one. And I have had to endure, a, I know Carl, you know about some of that. And uh, just as we've had spent time together and it has been, you know, 15 years of just constant nonsense that that's had to happen and that is like the i think in some respects for a very long time was the hardest part um of all of this when you're just you're you're working so hard to do the right thing and there's somebody out there that's just telling you everything you're doing is shit and that happens with everybody we all have to endure that at some if you're doing something that matters and you're you're going against the norm you're going against the grain. You're doing something that people are having a problem with. I've learned good. You know, good. Because it means you're doing something that matters. But it is hard. It has been a, a huge challenge that I've had to learn how to stay focused and stay strong and be a man of integrity and, uh, and, and amidst the criticism and sometimes the the, the you know the the peanut gallery uh, firing squad has been a huge um, huge uh, hill to overcome, uh, and I'm still learning. You know, I've got now. I've kind of learned. I've been able to surround myself with people that have done really great things and hear their experiences. And it's like, oh my god, you know, it's like crazy what happens but that is just uh you know anybody that's doing something that matters you're gonna there's gonna be people out there that are gonna say you know you're a fraud or, or you're you're no good or you know you're you don't know what the hell you're talking about you don't know what you're doing and staying focused and staying strong through all that shit has been a huge learning experience for me it's been hard but i've 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 worked to persevere but it's it's that's been a real tough thing to manage with all this. And, and, I've, and I've said this to you before, but because it matters and because what you do matters, it is mind over matter. And when it comes to that, you don't mind and they don't matter because there will be there. You're not every, we're, nothing we do, no matter what we do in life is going to have universal acceptance. There will always be someone there that's willing to take a pot shot either because they're envious, they're jealous, or just because their 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 notions or they they feel like what they think it runs contrary to what you think, and therefore your opinions don't matter and only theirs do. You're never going to be able to totally stop that kind of stuff. But like you say, you just keep putting out the truth, and that's all that matters. Here's a quote that I I memorized. I remember when I heard it, I, it changed my life, and it really got me over the hump of the scrutiny and the resistance and. And all that. It's by a guy named Nassim Taleb. He wrote uh, The Long Tail and The Black Swan. Um, he was a hedge fund guy that became an academic. He gave away his his hedge fund and just said, I, I want to 
live the life of an academic. Pretty interesting. Um, but he here's a quote that he said that I just I've I've memorized it because it's helped me get through. And I put it on a note card and I used to just stick it on my mirror and I would and I would carry it around in my wallet and I would just pull it out. Every time I'd feel myself getting activated, I would just pull this thing out, pull this thing out. And the quote is robustness is when you care more about the few who like your work than the multitude who hates it, which is primarily what artists are. And fragility is when you care more about the few who hate your work than the multitude who love it, which is what politicians are. Do you want to be an artist or do you want to be a politician? I choose to be an artist. That has got me through. And with that, I think we're at the end of uh, today's podcast. I'm going to ask you one question, and this could be a challenging one. And that is, what's your one takeaway from all these podcasts from the last year? If I answer it, will you answer it then too? <laughs> That's fair. Turn, it's us, man. Uh, now We're doing this podcast together, so it's only fair if you answer too. Here's my thoughts. What's the one thing I've learned about this podcast? Oh my God, this is really hard. Consistency matters. You want to define consistency? Nope. <laughs> frequency. How about frequency? I think, I think that has been one thing that has the power of consistency matters. The phase doesn't matter as much but the frequency does. And I think being able to put this out every week for, for our listeners, I've gotten a lot of feedback is, man, I, I, you know what? It's become part of my routine because on Fridays I go to the gym at this time and I always have the podcast queued up and that has gotten me, uh, you know, it's, it's that do a little, a lot, don't do a lot, a little. And I feel like that is what's connected to to the listeners is, and it's given them huge permission to even go back and re-listen or rediscover episodes that they didn't listen to. So I think the power of consistency um, has been really grounding for me. And I also think by proxy, probably for people that have tuned into the show, that's really, and, and obviously, and I'm going to add one more thing because I'm going to cheat. It's about you. It's really about you. That's what this is all is about. 100%. All right, yours. Um, first, I'll agree with what you said about you. We did this. This wasn't, the intent was never for it to be about us. Mm -hmm. It was about you, the listener, and for us to hopefully give people tools and um, help them where they were struggling to find those tools. Uh, so for me, this is a very personal statement, and that is commitment. I didn't want to do this. I'm not a. I'm. I. People, you know, you want to make people laugh. All I tell them is that I don't. I don't like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> people start laughing. Like I'm laughing I am right a very now. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very private yes. person. Uh, I've tried not to. You know, I. I've. I've resisted opportunities to talk about my background and everything. Last week was the first time I really talked, but because I thought it was relevant to the subject that we were talking about. But the commitment that I, I didn't think that I would be on this podcast long term. I would kind of, um, I would slowly phase out and it would be you because you really are the, you are, this is, you are the subject matter expert on all of this. Some um, of it, not all of it. Yeah, but. So it, 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 I'm a little bit surprised that I, you know, I committed that until the time you said, you know, Carl, it's time for you to kind of, you know, take, take a sideline seat and just be a listener now too. Um, I committed that as long as, um, Matt was willing to have me on board, I, I owed it to, to him to sit there and show up and be present. And that, that's really 
because I didn't, I, I just didn't think that that was what was in the cards long term. Uh, I wanted him to get off the off the mat and get the things going. And when he did, I, uh, once it was going, I thought it would be, uh, I would just fade into the background. Uh, and so I guess that's the one word I would use. Yeah. It's kind of aligned. I mean, in many respects, I think we're sort of talking about the same thing. Um, I have one request from our audience. You've now, hopefully in the majority of you, have heard a year's worth of episodes. I would, it's a, it's a personal request that I'm asking, and that is please give us feedback on what you thought of the first year and what your thoughts are on where we want to go and where you would like us to go for the next year. You know, I'd love to say that we're going to be here 10 years. I mean, right now we made it a year. Our next intermediate goal to me is year number two. I would love to know what your thoughts were and where you thought and what if and what if anything you learned from this year. You know, we would love to know because that's the true bellwether. Uh, that'd be cool. Is, is that helped your life? Because, it, you know, we're, we're not talking just to talk. We want and we, we hope that it is helping people provide them with the skills and the tools to make a difference in their life professionally, personally, um, financially, everything. I would just ask, please share that with us at podcast at lifteffect.com. We really would love to know. I know I do because, you know, that, 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 that actually helps to motivate to go, you know what? We're helping people. Uh, that that's the whole reason we're doing this. Yeah, and it's just nice to know that it's that what we've done has had a positive impact on yeah. people. So, with all of that, we thank you. We are truly grateful and um, humbled that you've allowed us in your life for fifty-two podcasts. Um, and we pray that we're, or we hope to be there for the next fifty-two and beyond. And that we continue to provide, we hope that because you're here, you've, you've gotten positive uh, tools and, and skills. And then we hope that we continue to provide those same tools, new tools, additional tools, additional resources to continue to help you live and become the best version of yourself. Matt? We've got to flourish and be the best version of ourselves. And when we don't, we go into states of disease. So just to second what you said, I think that is the whole point. And I'm just grateful for everybody that's, you know, giving of their time to bring us into their, their home or their car or their, their earbuds on their Peloton. It just means the world to us. And um, we'll keep working our butts off to bring you as much value as you're willing to receive. So thanks for the last year. Look forward to the next one. Have a great day, everybody. And we look forward to seeing you on the first episode of year two. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. 
And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.